0: Our text today is from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 38, the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. And so he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, In charge of her entire treasury, he had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shear, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On a dry, dusty desert road, a chariot tumbles along, wheels bumping over the bumpy road and creaking under the weight of its passengers. A cloud of dust chases it as the horses pull it down further as a never-ending game of cat and mouse. See, the boredom of these long, dusty rides was suffocating. So it was really common for people with means to bring something along to read to help pass the time. The passenger in this chariot, a respected and high-ranking official in the court of Queen of Ethiopia, which at that time spanned from the river the Nile River into northern Sudan, this passenger, this official, was deep in thought as he reflected on the words of the prophet Isaiah in the scroll. Now, we don't really know where he got this scroll. What we do know is that he had traveled to Jerusalem to worship at the temple, Now, maybe he was already there on business for the queen, and he just added on a day. Or maybe this was the sole purpose of his trip. And maybe when he arrived at the temple, he was welcomed warmly there. But maybe he wasn't. You see, he was different. Have you ever felt different, or like you stood out in a crowd? Well, first of all, he was Ethiopian, which at that time referred to someone with dark skin or an African. So in the temple court, he would have definitely stood out in Jerusalem. And second, he was a high-ranking official in a royal court from out of town. So he would have stood out by the style of his dress, as someone who was a foreigner, and also someone of some great significance. And third, he was a eunuch. Now, a eunuch was a male who was castrated before puberty, sometimes by choice, but often by, by, against their own wishes. And because of the castration, they often had higher voices. They didn't tend to have facial hair or body hair like men. They often looked very different from the men and the women around them. And so when this Ethiopian eunuch went to the temple, maybe for the very first time, he would have found a very gendered place. Because in the temple, there was a place for men and young men There was a place over here for women and children. There was a place for foreigners, and there was a place for the non-Jew or Gentiles. Everybody was in their place. And it makes me wonder, if I were a eunuch from out of town and arrived at the temple, where would I have gone? Who in this holy place would have welcomed me? Maybe he wasn't welcomed at all. Maybe he only got as far as the gift shop where he was able to purchase a scroll of his own to read along the way. Regardless, while he was at the temple in Jerusalem, this educated, high-ranking official from out of town had a hunger to know more. And so most likely he purchased a scroll to read on his journey back home, on this chariot, on this long, dry, dusty road. And here are the words that he read in that chariot from Isaiah 53. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb, silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Now, many of us can totally relate to reading something in the Bible and going, Huh? What? I, I don't understand what they're talking about. And this educated, literate official was reading this and thought the same thing. Huh? What are they talking about? Who, who is this person? And just maybe this eunuch, when he read these scriptures, found a little bit of his story in them. Led to slaughter? Yeah. Silent before its shearer? Yes. In his humiliation, justice was denied him? Yes. Could this passage be talking about someone like him? And if not, who and what does it mean? Now, along this same dry, dusty road comes a man named Philip, a guy who has no idea why he's on this road other than the angel of the Lord told him to get up and to walk the road, and he obeyed. Now, this was not the first crazy thing that Philip had been asked to do by the Lord. You see, Philip was a leader in the early church, and major things had been happening in those first 30-some years after Jesus' death and resurrection. The church was growing, but it was making enemies left and right. And so in the previous few chapters of Acts before our text today, we see that the church is going through intense persecution and being killed. And so as a result of that, the church scatters and the believers leave town for safety of their lives. And as they're leaving and they're carrying what few possessions they can, they are also carrying the message of a Savior named Jesus. And wherever they go, they share that message. You see, the book of Acts is a beautiful story of how the Spirit, through the faithfulness of Jesus' followers takes this message and is unhindered in sharing the good news. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will keep the kingdom of God from marching on to the ends of the earth unhindered. Now, Philip, he was one of those who fled for his safety. And when he left, he went to a town called Samaria, Now, a place where most Jews would not go because they hated the Samaritans. But Philip arrived there, and he began to preach this message of hope and of a Savior. And the people there believed him and were baptized. And in the midst of this amazing, fruitful, unhindered work, an angel of the Lord says to Philip, Get up and go down this road. And Philip obeys, without knowing the when and the where and the why or the end result, just to go down the road. And on that road, Philip sees the chariot. The chariot with the Ethiopian eunuch who had just been at the temple and now was returning home and was sitting in the back reading the scroll of Isaiah with a puzzled look on his face. And when he sees the chariot, the angel of the Lord prompts Philip and says, go to the chariot. And again, Philip obeys and the scripture says he even ran to the chariot. And upon arriving, he overhears the eunuch reading aloud from Isaiah. And here's what happens next. Philip asks Do you understand what you are reading? The Ethiopian replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now, how many of us would admit to a stranger that we don't understand something? How many of us would confess to anybody that we we maybe don't know something and it may make us look weak or stupid even? How many of us would even ask people for help? But unhindered by all those feelings, the Ethiopian eunuch, so hungry to know, asks Philip and invites him to sit and to explain the words to him. And Philip accepts the invitation. And here's what happens next. Then Philip began to speak, and starting with the scripture, he proclaimed the good news of Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? What is to prevent me from being baptized? Now, the Greek word at this point in the text is the word akolutos, which is translated unhindered. Unhindered. What is to hinder me from being baptized? I imagine upon hearing the story of Jesus Christ and being so moved by this conversation with Philip that the Ethiopian unit just imagines what should keep me from doing this. Should my sexuality, should my race, should what I maybe heard at the temple hinder me? "'No, no one, nothing can stop me. I have, "'I have a teacher, we have water, and I have faith, "'so let's do this.'" And Philip, hearing those same things, forgetting all about the, the whatabouts and, well, we've never done it this way, unhindered, Philip agrees, and they both get out, and he is baptized along that surprising stream of water on that dry and dusty road. You see, a new thing was happening The Christian community enjoyed relative security there in Jerusalem. It was easy and comfortable. It would have been so easy to just stay put there, to be comfortable, to forget the charge by Christ himself to be the witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. It would have been so tempting to just be stagnant and locked down in what was familiar and who was familiar and just selfishly hoard the gospel to themselves. You see, whenever we are comfortable or a character in a story or movie is comfortable, it requires an inciting incident to move us along. And for the early church, it was their persecution. It moved them and scattered them, and now the gospel is leaving town, not because the early Christians dreamed it up, but rather because they were forced into a new reality. But once there, their commitment to Christ led them in obedience to some different ways of doing things. They didn't go underground. They didn't hide. Wherever they ended up, they continued to share the the message of Christ's love. Now, what was intended to hinder the early church instead launched them. Even Philip wasn't necessarily burdened for the outsider. He didn't dream of baptizing an Ethiopian, but Philip was obedient to God in the small things, like heading down a dry and dusty road simply because God asked him to do that. And in their obedience, preachers like Philip found themselves led by the Spirit into the oddest of situations with the most surprising groups of people. Because you see, the gospel is intended for everyone, everywhere. And the job of followers of Jesus, empowered by the Spirit, is to keep it moving. Now Jack Rogers, an American Presbyterian minister and theologian, writes that the fact that the first non-Jewish convert to Christianity is from a sexual minority and a different race, ethnicity, and nationality calls Christians to be radically inclusive and welcoming. You see, this was not initiated by the early church. It was not the agenda of the early Christians. It was the agenda initiative of God. The Spirit prompts and pushes us each step of the way to expand the gospel message beyond every possible barrier or hindrance that we can come up with. Race, ethnicity, gender, religion, wealth, position, none of these will ever hinder good news. No one was left out, and that is true today as well. Theologian and author Rachel Held Evans wrote that the apostles remembered what many modern Christians tend to forget, that what makes the gospel offensive isn't who it keeps out, but who it lets in. In our complicated, real world, there's so much that can hinder us, our fears, our assumptions, our prejudices, our prejudices, our traditions, our insecurities, our limitations. It is so tempting to huddle up and, and to be comfortable. To stay with what we know and who we know and understand. And stay away from things that are different. It's so tempting to say no when God prompts us to go down a dry and dusty road. But on that very road, there may be a chariot. And in that chariot may be an earnest seeker who courageously invites us to sit by him and to talk about the one who is love and hope, the one who understands his story and our story and invites us all into God's grand story of love and redemption. A life-giving story that continues now and into the future, forever unhindered.